0: hello this is a house on valencia street and i'll be your host i use explicit language topics of conversation will include ghosts the paranormal psychic ability we also discuss truthful things that have occurred and some of those truthful things in my life have been um domestic violence incest rape uh joy education play um learning competition um at a younger age yeah um foster care emancipation recovery therapy willful education kink bdsm buddhism agnosticism atheism uh, christianity um (laughs) Anything else I think that's a good start. Um, ancestors oh mm. let's see, yeah <clears throat> um, A house on Valencia Street is a place in Walla Walla, Washington, where I spent several formative years growing up. My mama Darlene rented it, and it was real cheap rent, and it was big enough. you know she had four daughters and herself, and she was trying to individuate from a fella who is a supervisor at the post office who was making it kind of difficult to just survive that one um the house on valencia street is haunted or was haunted and three of four daughters from my family saw ghosts in the house and um these memories for me are a little traumatic so sometimes when i'm talking about them i'll kind of ham and ha- hammer or stammer not hammer but stammer and um try to figure out how to document it or talk about it. Um, Spirit brought me to this place to evaluate this and to talk about this place. And it was painful to kind of punch on through that. Um, but as we've kind of been walking through it, um, it's a lot about talking about how people are just fine with the violence that happened against us. People were just fine with it. And I'm not. So I'm talking about it. I'm in my early 50s. Most of my sisters are in the all in the early sixties, got half brothers and half sisters, thirties, forties. Those of us who lived at this house still talk about it. Um, And I know at least two of us four sisters are still having dreams about this house. So why not talk about it? That's the the environment. Although the, the main reason that this place exists as it's kind of forming is that it's a place to be authentic and true about what's actually happening, you know, without being harmed. Uh, here at the house on valencia street uh it isn't going to be someone who hasn't been raped talk about how to be talk about being raped you know we get i get to talk about it, acknowledge truth a big part of my goal is to normalize people who are survivors acknowledging what exists and when it comes to gender bias crimes like rape and even though a lot of people can get raped it, all kinds of genders um or in between non-binary genders all anybody you know um it's targeted specifically with gender bias towards one gender and one gender specifically is harmed at a higher correlating um, occurrence than the rest the other gender so um, and there's a couple different genders uh, not to be just one or the other uh, there's in between and there's a uh, male female etc and uh, kind of a combination of the two so um, uh, these topics that I want to acknowledge are just Talk through because it informs and infuses my day and the healing and recovery that happens here. Um, these topics can be kind of difficult to talk about. And so sometimes you might get triggered by some of these topics. Um, it's probably pretty good to use your discernment, and I recommend you use your discernment. Um, talk to a licensed professional who's board certified and work some of that out. I'm in the process of trying to get that nailed down myself right now. So, um, you're worth it. And sometimes it's hard to know that if you haven't had that role modeled, and it's going to be it takes some time to learn that for me, it did at least. So um, if you're not quite sure who to talk to, for example, uh, here's a, an issue that might come up if you're a kink person or into kink or BDSM. Um, and in my view, that is anybody over 18, uh, legal actions, and everybody consenting. Okay, so those three things Whatever you're going to do in your life, make sure that's occurring. <laughs> Consent over 18, and uh, let's see what were the big three. Everybody's over 18. Everybody's consenting, and it's a legal act. It's legal. So if you could do those things, go go have a party and and make agreements and figure it out. So um, let's see what else. Um, I was going to head. Oh, <clears throat> if you're into kink or BDSM, um, be careful. And I'm going to give you a heads up on this one. Um. I know people, uh, I know someone who worked for the EPA, whose shower name Nameless to protect his anonymity, who'd worked there for quite some time. He was a manager at a, a level over there. And um, he acknowledged that he was into kink and BDSM, that him and his wife would go to these conferences, kink fest, that type of thing. They wouldn't do it at work, but they had Facebook and they had groups like that. Well, someone within that organization, who was a conservative Christian, <clears throat> uh, went after him and said that he was disgusting. And, and so it wasn't really an issue while they were corollaries, but then someone retired and then this person took over a management position over him and he lost a job. Okay, He lost a seasoned, long job at the EPA because he acknowledged he was into kink BDSM on his Facebook site. They didn't have big tutorials on the site. They just said, I acknowledge I'm part of this group and he lost a job. So that can happen. Further, if you've got children, if you have custody, you've got kids, you don't want to be out. <laughs> you don't want to be out about kink or BDSM because you can lose custody of your children because people com- conflate and um, actually maybe that's the wrong word, conflate, conflagrate. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, they escalate or sit there and go, well, if you're into getting spanked on the bat butt or if you're into dressing up in a Superman costume or being a furry or whatever, um, then you must not have good boundaries with children who are being raised, and that's not the case. Um, people also make a mistake that, you know, they assume that a woman who has a gentle voice is going to be submissive or into sub-fantasy, and that, those don't correlate. Uh, you know, you could be, a lot of times, I mean, I've been on bit dates, um, people who are huge and tall and big who want to be submissive, you know, and people thought, oh, they got to be strong and dominant. No, maybe they want to explore that. Maybe they do. You know, they don't always correlate, you know. So anyway, um, Kink and BDSM are parts of everybody. A lot of people have interest in that and you have to be careful about disclosing it because it can have long-term ramifications and also people don't understand that you can have boundaries if you're not breaking the law and there's no history of any abuse in the past people still are going to misunderstand that sometimes so it's hard to know how out to be and sometimes it's like just acknowledging truth and categories can really be harmful and i can do that here um although i've chosen to be child free and i don't have a legal partner that you could, you know, or um, I do gig work, right? So uh, blackmail leverage is going to be difficult because that's typically what they're going to go for. Uh, they're going to aim for your kids. They're going to aim for your partner. They're going to aim for your job if they're going to try to dox you. Okay. And I've had a doxing attempt in the past year because I acknowledge I'm into kink and BDSM. The ex of someone I was in a relationship with uh, dox, tried to dox me. <clears throat> and it was like, well, to dox someone, uh, I'd have to be ashamed of it. <laughs> also, it'd have to be illegal. Also, I'd have to lose standing somewhere. It's like, I haven't designed my life like that. A lot of people have, you know. So, um, for example, I got a sister who, um, I got a sister who is a conservative Christian and she married into a wealthy family and they've got all kinds of money. Although one of her daughters says she doesn't love her. and One of her daughters says she doesn't feel comfortable going into her house because she beats her sometimes. But they got the biggest, prettiest house in the block, and she just lives about 20 minutes away from me, (laughs) that sister. Anyway, um, it's hard to know what parts to own and acknowledge as truth. And a lot of times people misinterpret you based on fear or conjecture, right? So here at the house on Valencia Street, the whole point is to show up, be truthful, be present, and talk about what happened, at least from my perspective. Also, educate and infuse and inform. I've got a a person I'm going to be talking about, a famous person I'll be talking about this episode that... Has been, um, I've been studying him for a while. Let's see. So let's see, is there anything else? I've got a website. How about that? The website's called anchor.fm uh, forward slash mama, mohmah. That's my mother's nickname I ha- I made for her. Uh, we made that together, and that was our silly little nickname. No, we, it was just us, just us two. Um, you could go there and listen to every one of my podcasts or the notes on my podcasts, and um, just slather around in there. There's a donate option too: five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, and uh, five dollars a month's cup of coffee. Ten dollars a month is a new microphone filter, or uh, you know things of that nature, or maybe a meal. Uh, very much appreciated. And I like it's. This is one person's perspective on healing and being present, and it brings me a lot of joy. And um, I just actually had my first month where I had. Uh, Uh, well, I won't talk about the numbers, but I'm seeing some growth in my podcast and it makes me feel good. (laughs) Thanks for coming along the journey, baby doll. Okay. Woo. And anything else I got to talk about? Oh, triggering. If this stuff is triggering for you, you have, you can consent. You can say no. You can say yes. You can say no. You can hit the pause button on here. Right. Um, There's options. Talk to a licensed therapist, a board-certified therapist. If you've got issues coming up, get yourself to a professional. That is not me. This is one person's perspective, one case study, okay? Uh, Use your discernment. Make sure to get some help if you need it. You don't got any money? Well, let's see. There's a couple 800 numbers that'll be in my notes you can call if you need to talk to somebody, just to talk to somebody, you know, a neutral person. person just listening to you sometimes can be quite valuable um there's 12 step meetings you can go to those uh, some that might work for you it depends on what your perspective is for me um al-anon was useful acoa was useful uh there's a couple other ones that are useful too um but adult children of alcoholics and al-anon which is for family members or friends of the alcoholic or addict um we follow the 12 steps ourselves and um Those are my main groups. Now, I'm also a a gambling addict. I did attend GA for a few years when I was stopping gambling, which was triggered by my mama's death. And after I got therapy and recovery, the compulsion, I like to get stoned and play slot machines on my Facebook page. But other than that, (laughs) I don't put myself in a position where I'm going to be risking anything. You know, I'm not going to go to a casino, for example. So, um, there's options out there to get support. Even if you poor. Uh, classism is huge and believe you me, uh, I, my family knows that one. So, okay, here we are. Oh my gosh, we're already 12 minutes in, 11, 12 minutes in. All right. I think that's the big heads, heads up there. Doo, 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 let's do check in, check in. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. September 3rd, 2022, Saturday night. Um, uh, It's been a long work week. Uh, I am very wiped out. I'm kind of like a I feel like a bit of a husk. Uh, Got a nice hot shower and some mocha. I got a chop. I got some decaf mocha going here, so uh, that's kind of getting me going. Um, Really hoping to find a different way to manage the money and the living situation. I kind of feel like I'm in this uh, gerbil. wheel. I just keep going and going and going and going and going. It takes 50 to 60 hours a week just to pay the rent, you know, and then there's no room for anything else and la 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 la. So um, I have faith that there's other options. And most of it's just allowing myself to open up to it, right? Um, Through meditation and prayer practice this past week, I think one thing you find is if resistant thought is something that a lot of us feel. Um, Resistant thought, you'll have a good feeling, then you'll have a bad feeling. Like you say, oh, I love to dance, although I'm not very good at it. Like that, right? So um, it's a learning process. I got to tell you, it's kind of exhausting sometimes. when you're just like, I'm getting up. I got to do this. And then you start off on this terror. You're just just going in your head about something. You go, oh, wait a second. Pause. I'm doing that thing again. Okay. I think I'm going to focus on something different now. So then I'll focus on a neutral or positive thing. And boy, it's just like retraining your brain. And it feels like you're training a dog or like a feral animal that just came in off of the, you know, out of the ether. You don't, you're just sitting there going, how did this unruly brain of mine get, I, you could just, there's all kinds of shit going on in there and half of it. I'm like going, how, did, where'd that come from? Anyway, so, um, yeah, discipline, discipline, motherfucker. Okay. Father fucker, uh, child free fucker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, so anyway, there's that. Okay. So I'm present, I'm tired, I'm real pretty wiped out and, um. Grateful, grateful to be here. So let's see, what's the next part? Um, I think I'm going to ruminate on this fella here. Um, didn't really have much of content to bring to you, like a big old, sometimes I'll bring you a biography, practically, or a research paper. Um, I think I'll talk a little bit about this fella. If you watch E! Entertainment channel, you can watch that on um, the U- YouTube or on cable. They have a couple of series within their series, and one of them is called The Hollywood Psychic, with Tyler Henry. Hollywood Psychic with Tyler Henry. Now, he's a bit unusual for uh, psychics that I've seen. Uh, You know, you've seen Sylvia Brown. You've seen, um, oh boy, I'm thinking, uh, there's a hundred of them. Uh, Tyler Tyler Henry's a famous one these days. Um, There was the New Jersey Psychic with the big blonde hair and uh, you know there's a couple people that can make a good living out of commercializing psychic ability um watching tyler Henry is very interesting uh i've been kind of taking a deep dive and I'll, we're going to ruminate about what he's doing um tyler henry feels like a sincere person um younger male uh gentle has a gentle energy to him also wisdom um I believe he is LGBT, LGBTQIA. I think he did come out recently. I did read some articles about that. He definitely has the, um, if you're in LGBTQIA and you've spent decades hanging out with gay men, he definitely vibes as a gay man. And, um, I, you know, his affect. Um, one of my best uh, dancing buddies, Dave, I remember when we would do meditation and prayer work because we hung out for about 15 years there and um, in the earlier part of my life. And we would sit there. I remember one night we were having dinner and the candles were lit and we we're just talking. And he said, you know, my voice has this, uh, it's not quite a lisp, but I have an affect to it. I hate it. I hate my voice. And I was like, I loved his voice. I, I was. I cared about him, you know, and I, I loved him. And I was like, well, why would you hate your voice? You know, I was a gay man. And um, there was this tone or this kind of lilt to his voice that was unconscious and was just part of who he was that sounded effeminate or not masculine. And he felt really self-critical about it. He wanted to change it, you know? And he felt like he was the odd person out, you know, and he didn't enjoy that part of his his persona or body. And for me, I loved it, you know, coming from Walla Walla and also uh, diving into this LGBTQIA community in the Willamette Valley here. I was just really happy to be around a neutral man that didn't want to beat me or fuck me or or insult me, you know it was like, <laughs> and so in some ways, there was a real kindness in this particular friend who happened to be gay, you know, and um, well, there was some kindness, there was also some as I matured, uh, there were some other issues that I can see now. um that being the case, um, it was so strange that something that he disliked so much about him, that lilting flexibility and fluidity was something he hated. And he got a lot of feedback. He got a lot of teasing, you know, about that, that he was to crit- critical stuff, you know. Tyler Henry has that that kind of, uh, you can sell that he's kind of, you can tell he's gay. I mean, as a, as a member of the community, you can feel it, you know. And that being the case, I think it gives him more intuition and openness to be sensitive, you know, and subtle and pick up things. Um, On a series Hollywood Psychic on the E! Entertainment channel, what they'll do is he has handlers that will set up these uh, psychic readings with very famous people or people right next to very famous people. Bobby Brown, for example, was one of his clients and Tyler Henry didn't realize he was channeling Whitney Houston for Bobby Brown. But he was going through because he didn't know who Bobby Brown was. Uh, that's the, kind of the part about the Hollywood psychic that's great is that his handlers get him to a place where he's with people he doesn't even know who they are. And so because he doesn't know who they are, he can read better. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I've mentioned a few times when I'm doing intuitive psychic readings, it's better if I don't know you. Uh, if I know you, I'm going to have an agenda, meaning that I'm going to want you to be uh, with a p- person you want to be with, or I'm going to want you to be my friend or whatever. Subconsciously, right? If I don't know you very well, uh, it's going to come through, and I—it's not personal, and uh, it's just object—it's more objective. Uh, I may may not get all the details, right? But what you'll see is they're symbolically showing themes, right? So, anyway, um, check out Tyler Henry. Definitely. Um, the other thing I want to bring into this is well, as a psychic, I have all these feelings about what he's doing. Um, maybe that's partially something to talk about. Um, intuiting psychic ability is something that is very personal it's inside of you people are going to tell you you have mental health issues and that you're uh, insane or something like that or you're not reasonable unless it's of course the burning bush in the bible or unless of course it's the parting of the red sea or the snake talking to eve and the bible that fantasy is okay and that fantasy is approved right Their imaginary friends look like that in that particular type of uh, dogma. Um, But if I say I'm into Druid or Wicca and um, it's, uh, you know, Yule, the Yule time, and so we're having the Yule celebration and, you know, these other types of things, you know, um, the maiden mother or the stag or things of that nature from that culture, um, people ain't going to approve that fantasy so much, right? Uh, Patton Oswalt, in his early uh, comedy albums, has a couple great riffs on people's religion and how they see religion and how they have these fantasies that are just completely insane and how they project them onto other people. He's got some really great riffs on that uh, in his early um, albums. Let's see, uh, maybe um, Werewolves and Lollipops or My Weakness is Strong. Those are two of his early albums, Patton Oswalt, where he has a couple great, I'll have to see if i can dig those out because he really puts it together like you're talking insane words yet you're saying your insane words or your fantasy is more relevant than my fantasy you know what i mean when it comes to religion right so okay so just a couple things to think about um getting back to tyler henry he not only has the hollywood psychic on the e entertainment channel he also has a series on netflix and that's called life after death with tyler uh, Henry. I keep wanting to call him Tyler Perry and he's not Tyler Perry. He's Tyler Henry. They're, they're very distinct personalities they are quite different. (laughs) Their names sound the same though, but they, they kind of have different energy to them. Uh, Tyler Perry Perry and, uh, Tyler Henry. Um, yeah. So the life after death with Tyler Henry, he does a little bit of digging around sleuthing with his family because his family has a dark history too. Um, his mother was abducted by a woman who was a torturer and a murderer, and that was their grandmother. And so they're talking about that. And it's fascinating to me, too, that I just learned this today about their dark family history while I was doing just a slight bit of digging before I started this pod here today. but I've, I've heard a couple interviews with his mother and Tyler Henry. Tyler Henry's fairly young. I would say he's in his early twenties. Uh, he was doing readings on E Entertainment Channel when he was nineteen and twenty. This guy's really young. He's like a little prodigy, 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 prodigy. Okay, uh, something like that. Hey, okay, so. <laughs> um- takeaways that I have when Tyler Henry is reading are that uh, it feels familiar, the process that he's doing. Uh, He has a pen and paper where he'll just scratch. He'll just scratch. When I'm going in between worlds and I'm trying to find things, tools that I have are animals. Uh, My sister, I have a sister, uh, Rachel Sophia, she reads palms. She needs to hold your palm and look in it. Okay, for me, I'm gonna connect to your animal spirits and then I'll connect into you through that. That seems to be the way it happens, right? So um, Tyler Henry, he's got a pen and paper and he's just drawing that because you're in between dimensions. And I know that sounds kind of wacky. That's how it feels, right? Um, how are you going to evaluate if I'm sane or not? Well, you're going to see if I can pay my bills. You're going to see if I go to a therapist. You're going to see if I have consistent behavior. You're going to see if I have a, a, a track record or a rap sheet, which I don't. You know. So those are some indicators of my mental health. And while I'm also saying I have this religious or spiritual belief, right? Um, use your discernment to evaluate these things, right? It's, and we can be subjectively have different uh, perceptions, right? Um, the, the analysis I'll use is if you are a molested child or a incested child in a family of origin, um, if the predator is only targeting one and they have a particular fetish or a particular type. Um, everybody else in the family that predator may be lying to. Everybody else in the family he might be targeting that child when no one else is around. Uh, this predator is probably going to be doing things to question their judgment, making sure to do a lot of baiting and that kind of thing. So everybody living in the same house will have different perspectives on truth because there's a liar in the house who's an abuser, right? So that's a perspective of uh, that. Um, now, there's also positive things that are hidden. There's positive things that are private, certainly. I'm just going to give you that perspective check because I'm an incest and rape survivor, and I talk about it here at the House on Valencia Street sometimes, and it, um, and also uh, 25 to 33% of women acknowledge being inc- rape survivors uh, from a couple different studies. So you're talking about one in three to one in four women. So it's quite common, very common for that experience. Um, so back to Tyler Henry. Um, I'm very impressed with the way he reads. Uh, There's a genuine nature to it. My perception with psychics is that, you know, in my experience, number one, my time is worth money. Well, no, I would say that differently. My time is valuable, you know. So for example, I got a relative who I'll spend seven to 10 days holding her hand in the hospital while she's near death, and then she'll pull back out. Then she'll go back in, then she'll pull back out. Um, Now that person values money, but they don't necessarily value my time. Right. So, for example, they'll make a lot of slants about, you know, every five to ten years if I need five hundred or a thousand dollars because I got to, you know, deposit on an apartment or something like that, which has happened with the sister and his family. Um, and then she'll insult me 20 times uh, about money. But she won't sit there and go, thank you for giving seven to ten days of your life holding my hand in a hospital because your time is valuable. Right. That sister sees things that way. Um, she does, she's not valuing your time. She's going to value the money and then she's going to, that's the only power she has, right? That's well, mm, I don't know if that's the accurate thing. That's the power she's flexing now. I'll say it that way. She has all kinds of power. That's the way she leans and it makes it difficult to be around her. Right. So, um, I love her, um, may not be able to talk to her sometimes. Right. So, um, I appreciate the contrast and the fact that I can love this person just a little bit from a distance. Um, Also, the thing that's hard too when you come from these sick families is that she's psychic. I don't got other and there's another family. All of my sisters think they're psychic. Uh, I've seen psychic stuff happen with two of them. My mother too. Um, I sometimes want to talk to someone who's of my flesh and bone who is psychic. And it's really hard because there's nobody else who can give me that in my 50s and they're in their 60s, right? So sometimes you're kind of drawn back to this familiarity because you are so unusual or it's hard to find that connection, right? Or maybe that's what you think. Maybe that's what you're trained to think. And maybe there's more options out there. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I feel intimidated sometimes when I'm watching Tyler Henry because um, he's in a very high-pressure situation. I think part of the reason he's so effective is he's young he's a bit more naive his spirit is has a skill he's honed he knows how to do it he's got a process it takes a decade or two sometimes to get your process down to read and this guy's got it lined up you know and I love watching that process with this person um also uh, he has a male gender so he's treated a little differently as a psychic um it's really common for people to start saying psychics are fake psychics are fake although the thing is is the is the bible fake it's got a lot of uh, imagine things in it you know it's uh, people get very I think a lot of times they get afraid of psychic capacity and ability because uh, they need science they need something on paper or something like that and to to counter that I would I'm gonna quote Carl Sagan from the book contact and the preacher or the minister that was played by Matthew McConaughey in the movie he said this line <clears throat> I've had experiences that science cannot explain, and that is why I believe in God. So, that's one we'll say on that. <clears throat> and science may be a poor tool to evaluate intuition and heart and God in my experience, in my perception of things. So, um, I want to give a gratitude to Tyler Henry. I've been a little uncomfortable. I don't know if I call it jealous. I have a I wish I could be out loud like he is. I wish I had the support that this guy does. His mother's right by his side taking care of him and is just, you know, um, helping to support him. Just like Lizzo. Lizzo's mom helps her with her outfits. Lizzo's mom is right there, you know. And um, I wish on some level, I wish my, my mama was here with me. I'd like to be able to go out and do productions that she endorsed and appreciated that were part of her, that could help support her. One of my biggest fantasies was I wanted to buy her a nice house, one that she chose. You know what I mean? Well, it's Labor Day weekend. Um, I've been laboring quite hard, and I'm going to probably take a little break, and I'll start working a little bit later tonight um, doing some work from home that i can find although on labor day weekend a lot of the educational research sites that you do this type of work on or some of the work i do on they're dead and they should be usually it's real busy during the week uh, monday through friday so thank you for coming to the house on valencia street today um where you're never alone and you're not going to be alone and um sometimes it's whether you like it or not now sometimes along the way. You might meet some friends that can help you kind of intuit the path or at least give you a little more indication of what's beyond the veil, you know, what's what's on the other side, right? And just because we do readings doesn't mean we understand everything over there. It might just be that we can only see certain frequencies, right? Anyway, I'm very grateful that you're here and um, you're never alone here at the house on Valencia Street. And Sometimes it's whether you lack like it or not.